My guests on the program has been in the police force since 1988 and only recently he stepped down. David Oyebanji Folawiyo is a retired Nigerian police officer, a linguist, a researcher, a certified security instructor, an administrator, and the former Deputy Inspector General of Police. Born in the early 60s, David had his nursery and primary education in Lagos State. He attended Baptist Grammar School, Elora, then backed a Bachelor of Arts degree in English and a Master's degree in International Relations from Al Mustansiria University in Baghdad, Iraq, and the University of Yaoundé in Cameroon, respectively. He joined the police force as a cadet ASP in 1988 at the age of 27. His first posting was to Ibadan in Oyo State. He served in Ibadan till 1990, where he was posted to the then police force headquarters in Lagos. Following the relocation of the seat of power to the FCT in 1991, he moved to Abuja. While in Abuja on secondment, he joined Interpol in 2001 as a regional specialized officer at the Interpol Sub-Regional Bureau. He was the officer in charge of Anglophone countries in West Africa and the head of Anti-Drugs and Narcotics Desk, a role he played from 2001 till 2005. He was at various times the head of research and archives, the head of logistics and supplies, and the secretary of the permanent secretariat for the West African Chiefs of Police Committee. During the course of his career, he led in different capacities in the service. He was the Director of Peacekeeping Operations and Training in 2006 for Deputy Commissioner of Administration Zone D in Sokoto in 2007, the DCCID in Imo State in 2013, the CP Airport Command and CP Maritime Police Command in 2017, AIG Department of Training and Development Force Headquarters Abuja from 2019 to 2020, the Pioneer AIG Zone 17 in Akure, and the Deputy Inspector General of Police, a position he held until his retirement in 2021. He is credited with pioneering the Force ICT policy through the Department of Communications and Technology, a move accepted by the police management team led by IGP Usman Al-Kali. DIG David Folawiyo retired is married to Mrs. Julian Folawio, and their union has been a fruitful one. Welcome to the program. Thank you. 35 years Thank in you. the service called the police. Thank it's, you. It's an awesome lot to go through. Thank you. What do you think? Well, Somehow there is a new life. It feels. Are you breathing easy now? It feels easier. <laughs> Let's even start from 1988. It's a long way back. Yes. What took you into the police force? I had friends with me in the university, Nigerians. By the way, I, I was in Iraq, Baghdad. What were you doing there? In Iraq? Yes. I, I was sent to Iraq to do oil economics. But in Iraq, even though I was in an American university setting, 
uh, everything was done in Arabic. So I had to do Arabic studies. I had to learn to speak the language. And then uh, I had to train in Arabic. But me, I was not ready to overstay outside Nigeria. I wanted to be back home quick. Why? What were you going through that made you want to come it back home? It is not easy to learn Arabic one year and then go to university doing oil economics. I had federal government scholarship to study, and uh, uh, they gave me three choices, were examined, and I ended up in the language school, uh, where I was to do English language and literature. And that was it. I packed my load in five years and came back home. Look at you, small you, somebody with a small frame, you know, bearing all these important positions in this police force. What did you think you had that took you into the police? It's not the size. Uh, yes, that was where we started, right. Um, that was probably some militarized times. And uh, most people who went to university with me came back and went into the army. And I, coming with a first-class degree in English, coming with capacity to speak like six languages then, coming with a lot of things. How did that benefit you? in your moving up the ranks in the police force? I mean, it's... Well, with my five years in Interpol, uh, I was able to use that. I was, it was rep typically representative of police from everywhere assembling in Interpol. And so it made me, for example, when I got to Interpol, uh, our language of work was supposed to be English. But in the week that I arrived, they changed it to French. And I was the chief of my, my section. And I was to give weekly report. And I was to do it in French. And I promised them that the second week, I will speak in French. And I delivered my report in French. And then when do you start the first day of your police exercise? Uh, what is it like? That is another pot of soup. Uh, well, I, I attended boarding house. Then uh, I attended university where you dress like a secondary school boy. Yes, and so I was already used to uh, some form of regimentation. I, I was uh, in the Royal Ambassador where you behave, you are taught to behave like a Boy Scout, where you do camping like a Boy Scout, and so on and so forth. So there is nothing special about it. It is your willingness. Well, how long does it take you to move from one rank to the other in your days? Normally, it, it can be two to three years. And that is normal. But remember, 
Nigeria is not static. The world itself is not static. Uh, things move these days in a way that everybody is carpeted. Uh, the population in 1960 did not require 350,000 police force. The population that time probably required 10,000. And after some time, you, you know that you notice that Nigeria required a 20,000 police force. Then it, came, it became 50 and so on. Well, the strength of the force determines the ranks it should have. The organizations and reorganization of the force determines uh, the, the establishment. And establishment determines promotion and necessity for promotions and so on. So, two, three years. What's the strength of the police force, the Nigeria police force now? It's above 300,000 and it can be 320,000. Do you more. think that is sufficient to run a country of 200 million people? I doubt it. The police, the Niger Nigeria cannot be run with less than a million thousand strong police officers. How does it make you feel when you get reports about several policemen being killed or ambushed and all of that, you know, in different parts of the country? We can't finish that story now. Because it is not how does it make me feel. We, it is, we need, I need to open your eyes to see what can make it happen and too many things that you cannot even finish in an hour. That will make me grumble to some extent about police officers, their training, their understanding, their orderliness, disorderliness, discipline. Do you think all these things are lacking in the police? They come to play. They are not lacking. But how many things are also available in the communities they are going to police? or where those things happen. How many of the things are supportive of the operation? Are they well equipped? Well, the policeman, depending on his location, may be well equipped. But sufficiency is out of it. The police may not have sufficiency of things they need. How far is this true that um... A lot of policemen and all these night hoodlums, they know each other. I will never agree. Well, I mean, you will let never me tell agree. You, let me tell you my reason. In every society, you have like one, two percent bad egg. That, that does not repudiate the 98 percent that are doing their work. Our duty is mostly law enforcement. Part of the duty of law enforcement also encourage uh, crime prevention. Crime prevention encourage community policing. Community policing encourage interpersonal relationships with communities and publics. You must have interaction with the publics. What about the publics are several, including the criminals. Reports? What about reports that some policemen lend 
firearms to people like that to go and do their job and come back and return those arms to them. In the police uh, we have agreed. We that. have agreed that is that part of interfacing? No, we say you don't interface with a criminal to keep him as your friend. No, we are talking of meeting them at some point in your course of duty. Some of them will go to court. Some of them will go to jail. Some of them you put at bay and continue watching them. And of course. Where the others you earn a living from? Why won't you pay your police force properly well? Uh, is that the issue then? No. The question is, how do you say they earn a living from them? Is that the conception? Or is that what the police in Nigeria is? No. What is the police in Nigeria then? The police in Nigeria is not earning a living by that. If it does, then the blame goes to society, to government, not to police. What they do at those checkpoints, what do you call that? No police officer easily sends his men to checkpoints to go and make money. So, what I have gathered, check it out with the society. What I have gathered is the VPO in a police station sends out this young police officers at checkpoints to bring money back to them in the station. The DPO, most of the time, is forced to put his men there because he has directive that he must create the checkpoints. The checkpoints to gauge, or at least to gauge, criminals from... The... Look, on occasions when we say don't create any checkpoint or anything, the communities come back to beg that they want the police station there permanently on the road. How does that make you feel, you know, as a high, high, high police officer who has been in the force for 35 years? It challenges me to equip the men the more, the police, the officers and men the more. It brings us to the thought about equipping with ICT. Because the population explosion can only be policed by technology. When a man leaves the police like you have for so many after so many years of service, you told the police is not well paid, but they end up owning several houses. How is that so? You you know me probably well now. You, you have done your research before coming. Uh, when I leave this house now, I, I'm still thinking where I will park the load. For, exa <laughs> for example. That's very clever, isn't it? No, but it's the truth. Okay. Pick a question. <laughs> In your opinion, is crime frequency and intensity better or worse now than when you were a police officer? I don't see any frequency or intensity in crime. Okay. The problem now in Nigeria is insecurity. Okay. Not crime. Okay. You don't so see you, crime you have, everywhere. You have Nigerians are not at risk of uh, 
of stabbing or something which are the what you should complain of as of crime in society of pickpocketing and stabbing and gun and you know so in retrospect yeah. are there things now that you have retired as dig are there things you would have done differently if you were still in the police uh, that is, there is nothing I wanted to do that I, I failed to do. Not there even, are, not even there, the color of the police there, force, there the uniform. There are many things that I wanted to do that I was unable to do on account of budget. Oh, budget. On account of budget. So. What, what can these things be? Like enabling the force to, to, to communicate better and faster with with one another nationwide. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are on board. I started many things. I started too many things that I could not finish. What's the most rewarding of being in law enforcement for you personally? Uh, I've been, I was a different police officer. I always want justice. And I think it's rewarding for me that I stood for justice all throughout till the end. Well then, I mean, while you were doing all of this, were you married? Yes. At what stage of your career did you get married and why? Were I married, married as a DSP. Okay. Married as a DSP and I married in a grand style was stately, a staff officer to the general police doing wedding, haughty, really? beautiful people, plenty people. Plenty of money as well? No. How I, could you I, have achieved that I, without on money? The, on the day of wedding, I was still looking for some 15, 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> but then I had the support. I had, my parents were alive and they, they, they had the crowd, not me. And, and they spend the money. A friend of mine, you know, showing a lot of concern about the presence of military officers in the streets that he's not used to. You know, he's not known to have, in, you know, police, uh, military officers walking the streets. That they should be in the barracks. Even especially you, under you democracy You cannot now. disallow the military on the streets because the type of arms being wielded by bandits and insurgents are on the high side. Is that the only reason why you have them? Is that the job of the military to fight the bandits? No. You see, the military is supposed not to turn guns on on own citizens. But when own citizens are turning gun on the citizens, the military, that means they are already, they are no longer, they are no longer loyal, patriotic Nigerians. So they are enemies as such. On occasions where the military is trying to do his work and the police is trying to do his work and there is crossfire. And these, are, they, these are machinations sometimes, even from the under, under uh, from the, crime world. You know, crime and criminality is sometimes planned. 
mostly planned. The type of insecurity we are facing are insecurity-sponsored, planned. You understand? So they strategize. They are strategizing against the state. So there are things that can, they do those things that can knock the heads of the armed services. So you believe that the insecurity in this country is planned? Of course. If it is not planned, would we not have quelled it just like that? And they get the support it is, of, of it the is military planned. The it is not only planned. It is, uh, it is organized. By it is organized like organized crime. With the assistance of the police or the military? No. They themselves have militarized. It's like they have created another force inside the country that is outside the public armed services. A country has armed, armed forces. Some people, internally and externally, must have come into a union to destabilize our country. And they have hierarchy. So what's next for you after retirement? You know, it is too soon for me not to, for me to just get tired. I still wake up as if I will go to work. But then I realize I'm not going to work. Now I have mixed up the day. Sometimes I see Tuesday as a Saturday. And I, and I see, <laughs> I, I see Wednesday as a Sunday. <laughs> yes, I have had that confusion. Okay. Now I'm sleeping at wrong times. Mm -mm. I sleep will just come. Five things yeah. that are very important that you cannot do without. Pen. A pen. Paper. Okay. Writing material, is that right. what you're saying? Enough okay. writing materials, but you say what five you, items. Yeah, I would yeah. rather list them separately. Even the, even the media of the uh, GSM telephone and the tablet of the iPad or any tablet, they are writing materials. Okay. You're getting too So I will, I will list them separately. Okay, then. Go on. My travel kit... <laughs> Has everything inside. Okay. Toiletries. Yeah. Pajama. Simple wears. For example, the travel bag. Okay. And its entails. Okay. Every other thing are things that you can cause me to think or to take note. DIG, if you have an opportunity of doing it all over again. Would it be in the police force? Oh, I think so. I think so. I didn't have... Have you I, had the time wish, of your I, life? I wish I was not retiring. I still have plenty to do. Why? Did you give the wrong age then? No, I mean... <laughs> I mean... I mean... The time has come to retire by law. And maybe by age. But Nigeria still has challenges that you are leaving behind. But then you should allow others to take over from where you stopped 
and let them continue the war. You can never finish it. Well, the candle has blown away. Yeah. You have indeed retired. Yeah. Thank you very much. D.I.G. Femi Fulawiyo. It's been a wonderful career you had in the police. Thank you. And uh, we all admire you. Well, thank we you. thank you for your service. Thank you. May God prolong your age. Amen. And you see things. Amen. And um, that's how it's been on the chats this week. I am Manny. Bye for now. <laughs>